We have been in this series for the last uh, couple of weeks, and we've been, uh, we call this series, and, and you know, for want of a better word, I just call it what it is, it's called Don't Underestimate Yourself, or really what it is, is, is don't let other people underestimate you either. And the goal of this series, really from the, from the very start, is, is to remind you about how valuable you are to God and how important your God-given gifts and talents are to this generation. You know, we have this tendency within ourselves to, to think, well, you know, if I don't use my gifts and talents, then no one will be any the worse off. Yes, they will. You have been uniquely gifted and talented by God. Uniquely means that it's been given uniquely to you. God has uniquely gifted and talented you with gifts, talents, that when we use them, we'll bless this generation. It's not just for my benefit. It's not just for your benefit. We've been gifted and talented to bless this generation, to bless this area, the people with inside of our sphere of influence. I want to start off today in this part three with a word of encouragement from God. It's found over in Psalms uh, 115 and verse 12. It says, The Lord has been mindful of us, he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. Praise God for God's blessings. Amen. Church, God, it says right there in, in verse 12, it says, God, our God, is mindful of us. His mind is full of thoughts of us. He thinks about us. We're on his mind. Amen? Amen? Good thoughts. God is not thinking thoughts of destruction over you or over your life or over your family. He's not out to get you. He's not out to destroy you. God thinks good thoughts about you. He loves you. He really does. God loves you so much that if he had a fireplace in heaven, your picture would be right there on us. Amen? If he needed to carry a wallet, he'd have your picture in it. He loves you that much. God is crazy about you. Amen? God's love for us was demonstrated in the fact that he gave us his only son, Jesus, who sacrificed himself to pay the price for our sins. That's how much God loves us. Now, you wouldn't do that for someone that you're fond of. Certainly wouldn't do that for someone you didn't like. You only do something like that for people if you are totally head over heels crazy about them. God is crazy about his children, you and I. He loves us. And church, we need to learn to see ourselves as God sees us. Amen? All too often when we Look in the mirror, we don't like what looks back at us. We look in the mirror and we see ourselves, but we look past the image of ourselves and we only see the failures, only see the things that we don't like. Church, we need to teach ourselves to see ourselves as God sees us. Amen? How many times, and if you've ever spent any time walking around with Angela, you've seen this. Maybe not just Angela, every one of us, especially women. Can I just recant that bit? Maybe I'll just take that bit out. 
how many times have you been with somebody and seen a beautiful woman walking around with an ugly man and made a comment, made this comment, what's she doing with him? She could do better than him. Amen? A little bit like Beauty and the Beast. Shallow how. Amen? The Irish thing to say is, I don't know what she sees in him. Amen? But what are we doing? We're just looking at the external attributes, aren't we? Just the external facade. We're not seeing what that person sees in the ugly man. Amen? When God looks at us, he doesn't see the externals. Amen? He sees everything that he's put inside of us. You know, when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. Because God couldn't look at us if we hadn't sent Jesus. Because he can't look on sin. Amen? When God looks at us, he sees Jesus and he sees everything that Jesus done for us. He sees the value that Jesus placed on you for him to give his life so that God could be reconciled back to you or we could be reconciled back to God. Amen? Amen. Church, we need to learn to see ourselves as God sees us. You can't control how other people will see you. You know that, don't you? You can't control the person walking down the street and say, oh, what does she see in him? Amen? Can't control that. No matter what you do for some people, they may never like you. It might be a revelation to some people this morning. It certainly was for me years ago when I realized that no matter what I did for certain people, they just still didn't like me. No matter how good I was to them, no matter how much time I gave them, no matter how much uh, finances I could give them, wouldn't matter. They still wouldn't like me. And I think we need to get a revelation of that, don't we? That there might be some people in your life that if you gave them a million euro today, they'd still speak bad about you tomorrow. Unfortunately, you can't force anybody to think the best of you. Can I let you know on a secret? There's always going to be people in your life, no matter what you do for them, no matter how much you give them, no matter how well you treat them, they still will not like you. But that's okay. Amen? Just get that little revelation in you. That's okay. That's their problem. Because I'm a likable person. Amen? God loves me. Jesus was the most compassionate person ever walked this planet. Everywhere he went, he ran around blessing people, healing people, feeding people, loving people, forgiving people, delivering people, restoring people. He never hurt anybody. He never deceived anybody. Never mocked or tricked anybody. He showed grace and mercy and love everywhere he went. Yet everywhere he went, every day of his ministry, people came against him. Amen? People mocked him. They talked behind his back. They said he had a demon. They said he was a drunkard, a friend of lowlifes and sinners. They said he was a sinner himself and accused him of breaking the law. They tried to kill him. They marched him out to the side of a cliff, tried to throw him off it. They told lies about him. They called him wasteful. Even some of his own friends, his closest friends, denied even knowing him. One of his friends betrayed him, sold his friendship. They beat him to a pulp. They 
mocked him and they eventually killed him. So why would we, in all of our goodness, stress about what other people think about us or stress about trying to get people to like us? 2 Kings 6 and verse 16 says, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Even though some people will never like you, there's more people will like you than won't. Amen? And even after all of that, God loves you. Amen? God loves you. There will be always people who won't like you or support you, but the good news is there is more for you than against you. You know, if perfection couldn't get everybody to love him, what possible chance do we have of getting everybody to like us? Be a lifetime job, amen? And still at the end of it, you'd never convince everyone to understand you or like you. Joseph's brothers resented him without a cause. Cain killed Abel without a cause. And there's many, many more examples in the Word of God here of people who blessed other people, but they turned on him, betrayed him, hated him, and killed him. If we go through our lives consumed with what other, what, what other people think about us, we will never fulfill God's plan and purpose for our lives. We need to start seeing ourselves as God sees us. Psalms 139 and verse 14 says, I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by Almighty God. And every one of us needs to know how God sees us. Do you know how God sees you? You know when God looks at you? Because His eyes are always on you. You know when God looks at you? You know what God thinks about you? You know what His thoughts towards you are? Well, He loves you. You are His masterpiece. You are chosen by Him. You are wholly given to you by Him. You are forgiven. You are a new creation in Him. You are redeemed. You are valuable to Him. You are a child of the King. Amen? You are provided for. God has provided for you. Amen? You are blessed. And when you think that you haven't got a friend in the world, you've got a friend in God. Amen? He is your friend. Amen? And I can guarantee you here today that not one of us has a full revelation of the greatness that God has put inside of you. Amen? He has put greatness inside of you. It's just like you can't see the beauty within yourself. And when somebody comes to you and says to you, you know, you're looking quite well today. You're kind of thinking, you know, are you looking at me? You need glasses? You need better glasses? Because sometimes... Even though other people can see the goodness in you, we can't see the goodness in ourselves. Can't see the beauty in ourselves. Just like Gideon. He couldn't see it in himself, could he? But God called it out of him, amen? And I believe God is calling it out of you today. Amen? You are mighty men and, and women of God. Amen? We need to stop looking at our lack of ability when it comes to doing God's work. Amen? Amen? Because that's what we do. 
We want to do something for God. We really do. We want to do something for God. Something that's meaningful in His kingdom. And then we, we go back and we allow the enemy to tell us, you know, who do you think you are? You couldn't do that. You're not able to do that. You're not, you're not good looking enough or you're not educated enough or you haven't got the right abilities. We need to stop allowing the enemy to determine what we can do for God. Amen? We need to stop making excuses. Just like Gideon. We need to stop making excuses. But right there, in the middle of our excuse, we've got to hear the Word of God saying to, to us, I'll be with you. I'll be with you, God is saying. I'll be with you. Church, God doesn't expect us to slay the giant in our own strength. Praise the Lord. Amen? God doesn't expect us to part the Red Sea with our own hands. Glory to God. Doesn't expect us to reach Wexford in our own abilities. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? He doesn't expect us to defeat the enemy with our own weapons. He just said, go. Go. And when he said, go, he said, I'll be with you. Amen? Church, we need to understand that when we walk through this life, we don't go on our own. God is with us. When we enter into the challenge, we don't enter into the challenge on our own. God is with us. When we go through the fire, God is with us. When we're in the valley, God is with us. When we're on top of the mountain, God is with us. In every challenge, in every obstacle, in every circumstance, and every situation that you will face in your life, God is with you. Amen. He is with you. Isaiah 42 and verse 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burnt, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Do you know our God takes pride in His children? Amen? Listen, when your kids were younger, or maybe even today, when they were out there in the sports field, or when they got A's in their exams, you know, you as a parent, you stood out there and said, that's my son, or that's my daughter. Didn't you? But when they got a C, or a D, or in my case, maybe an F, or didn't excel on the football field, scored an own goal, they were like, I don't know them. That's not my son. God doesn't do that, amen? Amen? When you're succeeding, God stands back and says, that's my son or daughter. When you're failing, God still stands back there and says, that's my son or daughter. He says, I am the Lord your God, your Savior. When you're succeeding and when you're failing, God is still your Lord and your God. Amen? Never will he turn around and say, I don't know you. Amen? Because to deny you, he needs to deny Jesus. Amen. Because he died for every one of you. And if he denied you, he's denying his own son. Amen? God is with us. And we need to learn to see the greatness that God has put on the inside of us. You know, for many people, they say that John 3.16 is their favorite Bible verse, and it's a good one. It's a great one, amen? 
Probably for most of us, it's the only one we can say off by heart, so therefore it's our favor. But I think, and hear me out on this, that I, actually our favorite scripture as believers should be Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Hey, listen, in and of myself, I'm limited. And my abilities, I have limited abilities. I am not great in and of myself. Amen? I can't climb mountains on my own. I'd be out of breath. Amen? I, I, I can't do things on, uh, in my own strength. Neither can you. But I know that when I put my abilities into the hands of God, there's nothing that you can't do. Amen? Nothing that you can't do. God will give you strength. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you should put your feet on the ground and say, after you're thanking God for life, you should say, today, Lord, I can do all things through your Son, Jesus Christ, who gives me strength. Not in my own strength, not in my own ability, but in His strength. I have been empowered by Almighty God today to prosper, to overcome every challenge that comes my way today. The Word of God says in Psalms 139 and verse 14, it says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows well. These are God's words, church, not mine. I always say, you know, when we have to say difficult things in church, it's always great to say that, you know what, I'm not saying them. God is saying them. Amen? Never be ashamed of the Word of God and never be ashamed to speak the Word of God because, you know what, it's not your words. It's God's words. And sometimes the truth hurts. Truth can be painful, amen? But if the truth is spoken in love, it's liberating. Amen? These are God's Word. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? God didn't make you a failure. Amen. He didn't make you to be fearful. He didn't make you to accept second best. The same version, the same verse there in the New American Standard Bible says it this way, I will give thanks to you because I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Do you know whether you know it or not? You are awesome. Amen. Next time you look in the mirror and you see the pimples and you see the wrinkles and you see the hairs and, and all of those blemishes and, and, and whatever, you need to say to yourself, I am awesome. <laughs> Always put a parenthesis over it and say, not because of anything I did, but because God calls me awesome. I am fearfully and wonderfully and awesomely made. Amen. You're awesomely made. God pronounced that over your life. And your job is to start seeing yourself the way God sees you. 1 John 4 and verse 4, it says, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You know, one thing I've noticed down through the years, and, and that is that the enemy will not fight you for where you are. He fights you for where you're going. 
Did you get that? It's really important. The enemy is not fighting you today for where you are. You're already where you are. He's fighting you today for where you're going. He's not bothered about where you are today. He may have fought you to, get, to stop you from getting where you are today. But where you are today, he's not bothered about. Because you're already there. What he's most bothered about is where you're going. Amen? He's not after here and now. He's, he's trying to destroy your future. Because the enemy knows that left untouched, you can do some serious damage to his kingdom. Amen? Because we as believers, we're advancing. We're moving forward. We're not static. Amen? You know what happens static water? Stinks. Give it a few days and it starts to stink. We're not static, amen? Amen? We're moving forward. We're advancing. We keep on going with God. And as we go, we're gathering more people, gathering more to ourselves, amen? To Him, for God. So the enemy's not after where you are. He's not bothered with that. He's after where you're going. Because, and, and, and he attacks where, you, where, you, where you're going. He is attacking you today to try and stop the future in you, to try and destroy the future in you. Because the enemy knows that if you keep going, you'll be a giant killer. Amen? He knows that you are a, a, a water-walking child of God and left on stop, you can do some serious damage for the kingdom of God. Amen. And he is frantically trying to put every obstacle that he can in your way to try and stop you from moving forward with God. Amen? He's coming against you because of the greatness that God has put inside you. Psalms 40 and verse 5 says, Many, Lord my God, are the wonders that you have done, the things that you have planned for us. None can compare with you were I to speak and tell of your deeds, there would be too many to, to declare. Too many to declare. Isn't that great? Our God is an overflowing God, amen. And he didn't just put all of this greatness in, on the inside of you. Just to have you just think that you're average. Just to have you think that, you know what, I just need to survive the rest of my life. Just, just get by. He created you to abound, amen, to advance, amen? Not to allow the world to put the label on you and say failure has been, amen? You are a work in progress, amen? You haven't seen the great things that God is about to do in your life yet, amen? But God's got great plans for your future. Never think that no matter Never think that, you know what, I'm too old, I'm too poor, I'm too whatever. Never let there be a two to stop you doing what God wants you to do, amen? We need to get in agreement with what God says about us. And we need to start seeing ourselves as God's masterpiece. Don't let the enemy be the one who decides your value. You are fearfully, wonderfully, and awesomely made. Amen.